0: Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: Emma Holmgren is a Swedish goalkeeper that plays for the French club, the Olympic Lyonnais. She joined the French multiple Champions League winners back in the summer of 2021. In the Swedish top flight, the Damalsvenskan, Holmgren has represented clubs such as Hammarby IF, Linköping FC, IK Uppsala, and before leaving Sweden, Eskilstuna United. She has represented Sweden at all youth levels, U17, U19, and U23. Holmgren has also been selected for the senior team, but is still waiting for her debut. You are listening to their pitch. And this is the Emma Holmgren episode.
2: We're back with a new episode today. We have our fourth goalkeeper on Emma Holmgren. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm doing well, and you? I'm doing well, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. You're actually our second Leon player as well. Um, we had the Damaris Egorola on a couple of weeks ago, last week. So yeah, yeah, I heard that. So we're super excited about this. Finally getting over to the French league a little bit. Um, but we want we want to start with. Um, can you please? Pronounce your name in Swedish for me, for all the commentators out there. Emma Holmgren, should I say. Emma Holmgren. Easy, squeezy, lemon. Yes. Something. We also do have a quote from somebody who knows you very well. You're going to have to guess who it is after I've read this to you. Um, It might be a little bit slow because I have it in Swedish. So while I'm reading, I'm going to translate it to English while I'm reading. Hopefully that works well. Here we go. Uh, Emma is Emma has one of the biggest winner mentalities I've ever seen. She's an incredibly competitive person, but when she steps off the field, she's just like anybody else. She's kind, caring, and funny. She loves to discuss goalkeeping, and she's extremely accurate in her work. And you can see the way her her light her her eyes light up when we talk about economic hand movement zones in the the box, prevent or save shots, uh, and what block technique is the most effective. Um, Her warming schedule is uh, not easy for a goalkeeper trainer to remember or help her with, and I learned extremely when I worked with her under a year where we didn't do very well all the time. Who do you think that is? Is it Lovisa? It is not. None? It's no, some. Do you want a hint? It's a goalkeeping coach that you had in Sweden? Um, for one
0: year. It, uh, is it Frederick or uh,
2: Bille? It is Frederick.
0: Maybe. Frederick, okay.
2: Yeah. Are you still in contact with, with him or any of the other goalkeeper trainers that you've had? Or
0: yeah, I talk sometimes uh, with him. Uh, he's one of my favorite coaches, and he has learned me a lot of things. And uh, uh, I think we have the same same uh, philosophy when it's coming to goalkeeper.
2: You've uh, you know you started your career in as a kid in Sweden. Um, and the ninety seven kind of like the year the the players that came from 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 your hometown is three of you guys playing the national team well, What do you think that why do you think you guys were so successful in training as kids and then coming up to the national team
0: uh I think we were a lot of good players born in ninety seven in my city, and it it was a uh, really big challenge between the two big teams and that made us like train harder be the best one and because it was like a lot of good players it was you need to focus more you need to train harder you need to train better and yeah I think we helped it uh, helped each other to like competition against each other
2: yeah and what's um I'm 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 born 96 so obviously I was not part of that golden generation but I did see see this uh, golden generation pretty close. Um I've I've known who you were when we were 12, 13, and I've seen you play ever since like since we were kids. The same with uh Philippa and Natalie Bion. Um which I think it's quite interesting to to see you know this the development and and the way you guys have just you know everyone's just gone out to play in Europe. How like did you expect that as a kid that you were that this was going to happen or? Uh, of
0: course, I wish it's going to happen. And I believed in myself that I could be one of the players that go in, out in Europe in one of the best teams. So I have always worked hard for it.
2: Yeah. And now that you're you're on, you know, you play for you've played in Doma Svenskan, um, how was it to take that step out from from Sweden to to Lyon?
0: Uh, it was a really, really big step. First of all, like um, leaving my friends and family, and like just Sweden, the language, the culture, and everything. Um, But I felt also felt that I was uh, ready for to do it. Uh, I was uh, ready as a person. I was ready for as a football player, and I'm really happy that I did it.
2: And did you? Because I did talk to you. I don't know how long ago it was, but I interviewed you, and I remember one of the reasons that. We we talked a bit about playing time with, with with Leon, and one of the reasons was the French. You you hadn't like gotten that far. How how far are you now with, with speaking French, and how is that for you? Um, yeah,
0: now I speak uh, a lot of more French than before, and also I understand um, a lot. But uh, I think it's also like more uh, trusting myself that I really understand and I, that I can talk more and more.
2: So. So it's all about like maybe being comfortable mean, with it.
0: Yeah, and also like on a pitch I speak French a lot now and yeah.
2: What's your favorite French word? If I can ask you that. Do you have a favorite word? Oh, I haven't think about
0: it. The first thing that come up to me was au revoir, but <laughs> it's mean goodbye so <laughs> maybe it's not a good word to <laughs> say. <laughs> but it's because all all the time when I Speaking with friends and they're trying to say revoir, it's so difficult for us uh, Swedish people. So yeah, I have a lot of memories like when we're laughing with my friends.
2: <laughs> yeah, the first, uh, the first whenever somebody says French, French to me, I just think of of snails and escargots. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's that's my favorite word anyway. So, how is it for you? Because you've been part of the national team quite a bit as well. How is it to to change uh, the the Lyon environment and then coming into a national team environment? Are you like, uh, is it different in any kind of way?
0: Yes, of course, it is different. Um, it's we play very different. Like uh, in Lyon, it's more like individual, and with a national team, it's more like collective. And also, as me as a keeper, like. I love to speak a lot on the pitch and uh, in Swedish it's so much easier and can go so much faster from my side and uh, so maybe I feel a little bit more um, as myself when I'm in Sweden and play like with Swedish player but um, yeah
2: how how is it to kind of like cuz you're you're said number 2 right in Lyon yeah the definite number 2 how is it to come to to a national team camp maybe where it's uncertain who's number 1, 2 or 3 who like in that order? Is it any different going in or is it just the same?
0: No, I feel the same
2: there. And you've uh, you've you've been called up for uh to the national team quite a few times. Uh, how much are you longing after that, you know, the first cap to get your first, you know, getting to play your first yeah, game? Yeah,
0: I'm waiting for and for yeah many, many years, so uh, of course, I hope the time will come to me and I'm going to take the chance.
2: Yeah, definitely. And how, I mean, for you to, like, how, how, how important is it also to take that chance when you play with Leon? you know? When when you know there's a goalkeeper ahead of you, how, how important is it to take that?
0: Yeah, of course, it's important to take the chance when you, yeah, have the chance to play. But also, maybe it's um, more clear here that Chris is number one and me, number two, and we have the discussion for the future and everything like that. But um, yeah, I just want to play and do it good like every game. It doesn't matter where I'm playing, if it's in Leon, natural team or in my last team.
2: I just want to play. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Thomas about Wenske and how. What, what do you think about that league? And because obviously they just dropped in ranking. What do you think about the league as a whole?
0: I think it's a good league. Of course, Europe is going forward, but still, I think it's a really good league with good teams, good players. Even, but a lot of Swedish players and other players are moving out from Damaskuskan.
2: And, and you played for quite a. You played for. Was it four different teams in Damaskuskan? Yes. How um how like you, what team do you think developed you the most and where you felt maybe most comfortable? Um,
0: it's a difficult question because I think one of my best years in my career was uh, 2019 in uh, Linz FC, and um, yeah, I developed a, a lot and uh, I had Frederik Wheatland that we talked about before as a goalkeeper coach, and uh, yeah, at, and um, also, when I played in Shopping, it was like, that I said, the best year in my career. But also, I didn't like, felt good there. So I quit my contract and moved back to my hometown uh, and played for Uppsala when they were in um, Damalsvenskan. And there I started to love football again. So, of course, Uppsala means a lot for me.
2: Yeah, what was the main reason that you did move home? Because you said that you weren't really comfortable with Lin- in in like shopping. What was maybe the main reason that you moved back home? Was it that they had a team or it worked well with like personal life and where you were at the time?
0: No, I didn't like feel like football was fun there and like you know everything with football is like the team, the coaches, like the whole thing. Football is more than just yes, a sport. It's like yeah, the group outside and on the pitch and in the locker room and everything. So I didn't feel happy there.
2: Okay. And how was it to come back home? Um,
0: It was um, really, really good. Like the team was very welcomed. And um, yeah, of course, I had a lot of pressure on me because I came from a higher level. But yeah, the best thing was that I started to love football again.
2: Because when I look at the team that Eco Pesola had, um, some of the players, if I'm not mistaken you must have played with while you played for Gamla SK when you were a kid, right? There were a couple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was that, was that comforting knowing that I, I had played with these as kids and now we're together here playing at the highest level?
0: Uh, no, I didn't think so much about that in that time. It was more like to come closer to family and yeah.
2: Uh, where do you see yourself in, in five years as a, as a goalkeeper and a player and, and person? Uh,
0: I really hope that I play in one of the, the best team in the world, like a first goalkeeper. And I grow more than a person and a football player. And I yeah can speak the language well in the country I live in.
2: Fantastic. With that being said, we're going to move on to the tactical analysis part.
1: Now we move on to the best part. I usually start off uh, by asking our guests uh, why they play the position you play. They play. So tell us, why are you a goalkeeper? Because goalkeepers tend to like, if I can say it myself, you are kind of crazy uh, because you take a lot of risks. So. Tell us why? Why are you a goalkeeper?
0: Yeah, why am I? Am I a goalkeeper? Um, I don't know, but, but um, to be a goalkeeper, you need to be weird, and maybe I'm weird. But um, also, it's um, my dad was a goalkeeper, my big brother was a goalkeeper, and yeah, I have uh, yeah, be a goalkeeper, but also like a midfielder and defender. So I. Try different positions. Positions and um... life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1 dot com. Yeah, then I was yeah good as a goalkeeper, girl, and um, when it came to the. Um, uh, elite in Halmstad. I don't know how we say it in English, but like a talent uh, camp for before the national team. Yeah, talent camp. Yeah. yeah. Um. They. Um, yeah. Tell me that you need to choose if you want to be a goalkeeper or if you want to be a midfielder. Or, um, that part in my life, I think I thought goalkeeper was a little bit more funny so
1: yeah yeah this is actually kind of funny as well because my brother he has been playing volleyball and you know my brother so this is more this is even more fun yes. to tell now because I rarely share something personal about myself in this podcast because he always was a goalkeeper when he uh, played sports like in in bandy in football in everything he was a goalkeeper uh and then he started to play volleyball and he was playing professionally uh and has played with the national team in Sweden so he was the i i i'm not even sure how to say this in english but he is he was playing as the libero i think you say that oh yeah so all he, he did on on the volleyball pitch was saving balls and, and he ah, yeah. yeah, all the time when it's going over. Yes. And he was in the ad signs and he was like always, uh, bruised everywhere. Like, and <laughs> also a very crazy person, but he said like, yeah, but I have to do this if we're going to win. Yeah. That's good mentality. Yeah. I think so too. It's like, and, and also because of the fact that you play on the highest level. Um, like, you can't be scared of jumping after a ball or just making it uh, If you, Obviously, if you're a goalkeeper, but also that level that you know that you have the details. It's, in, it's all in the details yeah. if you're going to win. Um, so if, if you were about to describe yourself as a football player, then what attributes would you give yourself?
0: Um, oh, it's difficult. I hate that
1: question but uh you're <laughs> a swede every swede doesn't, doesn't know we don't like to talk good <laughs> about we don't like like no. talk good about ourselves but here you go come on
0: yeah no but i should say that i'm really communicative and um, i really like to uh, play offensive like have the ball a lot with my feet and
1: yeah apart from the football itself obviously because you play football with your feet you also you just mentioned here that being a good good goalkeeper comes with being a good communicator so how much would you say that you have practiced on communicating during your years as a keeper till now uh
0: Yeah, a lot. And when I moved to France, it uh, has been more difficult because I need to use English and French. And it's, uh, yeah, a lot of new words, a um, lot of new. You uh, uh, use words on different. Uh, like a word you use in Swedish that you directly translate to English. It's not a word you use on a pitch. So you just need to learn, like, the football language uh, for different language. So. Yeah, but I have like practiced to speak a lot when I was long, younger and I
1: um yeah, have always liked to speak a lot on the pitch. Yeah, because you also I happen to know this that you have studied communication as well. And, and being a keeper now it just yeah, comes to my comes to me when when we speak about this about communication and and being a goalkeeper. So not just the words in communicating when you train as a goalkeeper but timing and when to speak must also be a part of of being a goalkeeper
0: yeah of course it is to speak in good time and also have a good uh, orientation so you like see what happens so you can speak if you don't see you yeah
1: can't speak so when you go out to play a game because if you're let's say uh, an attacker then you you get some information about your opponents before uh, going out to play a game so but as a goalkeeper what information do you need about your opponents to make a really good performance
0: um no but before games i yeah want to see how they press and where the spaces uh, is empty to like pass the ball and yeah and also like like how they coming in in the box
1: and how they work there to just be prepared. And what's now, because this is also interesting, uh, what's the biggest difference uh, between the Dommel Svenskan and uh, the French League when we speak about these things? Yeah, uh, the biggest difference I should say is that
0: here in France it's uh, really, like, really much individual. And in Damalseskan, in a lot of Swedish teams, you work more collective and like together as a team, moving together. Uh, I just should, should say that here it's like more one player, one player. You play one against one and you trust that you're going to take the duel one against one. And in Sweden, you always need to be like
1: two against one or something like that. So yeah, it's a big difference. How much do you? train uh, at uh, building the relationship with a backline as a goalkeeper?
0: Uh First of all, it's so important. And like every training and every like exercise we do together, it's a uh, part of building relations and also outside the pitch that talk and discuss football and situations that happen. So, yeah, we do it a lot.
1: Yeah, because as a goalkeeper, you train a lot uh, like for yourself uh, during a training session before going into to play um, like more game-like situations. Uh, and this is a question I've been thinking about a lot lately because watching a lot of national teams, uh, we have, I mean, you play in Lyon, that's not the most worst team to be in, um, obviously for many reasons, But as a keeper, uh, how important is game time? Uh, Of
0: course, it's really important and it's the game you want to play. Um, But for me, it was in Sweden, I have always been the first keeper in the team. So I felt ready to be coming to better trainings, better environment and uh,
1: yeah, build up other stuff like uh, as me as a goalkeeper. Yeah. And also you said because in sweden we play i think it's the scandi way of playing football like um you know the collective play a lot but as a goalkeeper now if you have your backline and your players your players i'm saying your players because that's uh, in in front of you and they don't do the job like if they don't succeed what is the difference between playing in Sweden and France, knowing that. So, like like because in my head, I see that you have to keep an eye on the 1v1 situations a lot more in France compared to Sweden. Um, Yeah,
0: maybe it's a little more like that.
1: So, uh, Zedtira Muzovic told us uh, that in Chelsea, they use reactive uh, tests uh, to keep, just to switch the head on. Uh, do you do that in Lyon as well?
0: Yeah, we do it sometimes on the pre activation. We have like uh, different things to do. Sometimes we have some lights in different colors or different symbols. Or uh, sometimes we have an iPad with like, yeah, you see yourself in the screen and then you're going to like do what's standing on, on the screen or touch uh, numbers or something. So, yeah, we do it
1: yeah it's a lot of technical stuff uh, and that has developed in in the game uh, yeah. that is just very fascinating to to hear about uh well let's move on to the next section of this podcast that is the listeners question section
2: Gerard. i'm sorry if i pronounced that wrong Wants to know how is it to train next to Christiana Endler? Would you wish that you had more playing time?
0: um yeah, it's nice to have a um, good goalkeeper um on the side when you're training, and of course, I wish I had like yeah could play more games
2: what what impact has she had do you think on, on your games like how How much have you learned from her?
0: Yeah, I like that we can talk a lot of uh, situations that happen on the pitch and
1: together and see what we can do better. Um, yeah, wants to know, what is the most difficult thing when you don't play much? What keeps you motivated?
0: Um, yeah, it's uh, really, really hard when you don't play uh, a lot. And um, that motivates me. It's like, I love football. and want to become the best player as I can be. So, like, every training is um, part of that goal. Uh,
2: Jonah wants to know, you played. Uh, You've played Champions League with uh, with Lyon. How how was that experience for you and winning the yeah, winning Champions League?
0: Yeah, it was um, amazing. It was so cool to yeah do it with a team and uh, yeah we yeah know that we can do it and we did it.
1: Last question: Nicole wants to know what's. What, what's it like to train every day with world class attackers like Alda Hegeberg as a goalkeeper? And what do you feel that you have improved on the most since coming to Lyon? Yeah. First of all, it's
0: so fun to play with so good players every training. And it's, uh, they challenge me a lot. And I really need to think fast, do it faster. Like everything goes so much faster. So you always need to breathe be prepared and uh, yeah, do everything faster. So uh, uh, I like it a lot and it's uh, yeah, challenged me a lot and have also developed me.
2: And that means we've reached the end section, which is a this or that rapid fire. It means I'm going to give you five questions with two options and you choose uh, one or the other. Okay. Um, would you rather play with a back four or a back three? Four. Win the Champions League or the World Cup? Champions League. Making a save coming up 1v1 with an attacker or make a spectacular save from a free, k- free kick close to the penalty area?
0: One against one.
2: A clean sheet where the ball barely reaches you or having a good game overall that you win but keeps you active but you still let in a goal?
0: difficult to answer fast but a clean sheet is also nice
2: Uh, both scenarios lead to a goal would you rather start an attack from the back or kick it up long in the pitch Uh, start it from the back and that's a wrap everybody Emma thank you so much for being a part of this podcast we really enjoyed having you on
0: thank you so much